0: Today is March 9th, 2020, 10, 19 p.m. Recording this before I go to bed. Hopefully I can do this in one try and just get out of here because I'm tired. Um, But today's ramble is about the new Soccer Mommy album, Color Theory. Color Theory was released a week and a half ago, February 28th, 2020. Um, So about 10, what would that be, 8, 9, 10 days, I can't count. Um, Soccer Mommy is the project of 22-year-old singer-songwriter Sophie Allison out of Nashville, and let's take a ride down the Soccer Mommy road. How do we get here with Soccer Mommy? So, Soccer Mommy's first release came in 2016. The I wouldn't even call this an album. This collection of songs. Um, Four Young Hearts, an album, or uh, not an album, a release of just kind of poorly produced lo-fi indie music, um, something you would expect from somebody who's 18 and this is the first thing they release, kind of has a demo quality sound to it, nothing that's particularly relevant at this stage in their career, nothing that anybody really... You know, anybody who listens to Soccer Mommy doesn't say, oh yeah, Four Young Hearts was like the first thing I listened to from her. It was probably out, or a, I keep saying album. It was probably a release from her that she just kind of messed around with just to get something out there, which she follows up with 2017's Collection. I guess you could classify this as her first album, her debut, but again, an album that um, isn't really a properly produced collection of music there's eight tracks on here 30 minutes probably the first thing that she'd released that people took note of um an album that is in the mold of bedroom pop indie pop indie rock music um definitely more produced than four young hearts but still kind of lo-fi music as one would expect that's in that bedroom music genre um and Although I think this is probably the first album that um, was um, listened to of hers, I don't really think it's particularly relevant again at this point in her career, or at least it's not relevant to me. It's not an album that I really go back to. There's a couple songs on here, only eight tracks. There's probably one or two songs on this album that I think are pretty good and pretty good indicators of um, what she can do. But for the most part, I think that's a genre that is not very easy to kind of put out an identifiable sound. There's very few artists in this genre that have any qualities that, dis- that you can discern from one another, a genre that I think is not very interesting that a lot of artists in her age group, particularly women in that kind of lower 20s group start out in and it's almost never music that they stick to they almost always move on to better things and in this case she didn't move on to better things she moved on to much better things because she followed up this release with her 2018 debut studio album the first album that she properly got into a studio and produced which was clean released in march of 2018 and which was my 2018 album of the year. For many reasons obviously if you're my if an album is my album of the year I would have many many reasons for why I thought that. But just a I guess a short summary because I could talk about that album for a long time. Um it is in the mold of indie rock, again kind of hints of lo-fi music, hints of acoustic folk music. Um, and an album that showcased a, a really, really strong knack for writing catchy melodies with a kind of dramatic vocal style that was pretty easily identifiable, a kind of brooding vocals, um, awesome melodies, awesome, awesome, awesome guitar playing that even when I listen to today... I think is extremely unique. There are certainly artists that have that play um, guitar similarly to her. I would say that she probably borrowed some kind of guitar playing from Liz Fair. Um, I think that a popular artist that is out right now who is known for for her guitar playing in this genre is snail mail. Um, but what she what Sophie showcased on this album is wasn't even necessarily a technical guitar playing ability. It was kind of the fullness of her playing. It was a very emotional playing. It kind of had some dirty feels to it. had like a nostalgic um, feel. and her acoustic guitar songs on this album, um, like Scorpio Rising, Wildflowers were so so beautifully um just I don't know created. It was just a really, really full sound. She can play finger picking, she can play um kind of like that, not math rock, but she did have uh periods on this album, like on the song Your Dog, that had this really, really interesting, you know, way of moving up the fretboard. Um and creating really, really cool guitar riffs. Flaw, Still Clean. I mean, there's so many songs on here that I love. I love all of them. Um, And an album that, I think, if I were to describe it to somebody, it's like an album that is, from the very first note to the last note, has a sound that just gets stuck in your head and is very easily identifiable from the beginning. An album that I probably would classify as an album that is better than the sum of its parts. What's the saying? Um, I don't know. I'm blanking here. I I know what I'm trying to say. An album that is singularly the songs, if you played them individually, might not stand out, but the songs together, flowing together in the exact order that they are in the album, just flows so perfectly. And um, an album I really love. And so naturally... I've been anticipating her 2020 release. Um, she has released a couple singles up to this album that I've avoided, like always. She released two singles that I think didn't make it on this album, which were Henry and I'm on Fire, which I haven't listened to, but I guess I can go back and listen to them now because they didn't make on, make it on the album. But um, I'm going to pause here and then get into the color theory discussion. Okay, time to ramble. So, color theory. Um, I've already talked before about, talked before in this podcast about the different genres that she has played coming into this album. Indie rock, um, hints of lo-fi, bedroom music in her first two releases, but obviously not so much in clean. And so, naturally, she still is in the indie rock mold on this album, Um, but definitely incorporates more or incorporates more late nineties, early two thousands, alternative music kind of in the mold of artists like Liz fair, Avril Lavigne, two artists who I can't say I've done full deep dives into their discography, but the albums I have listened to are theirs there. You can definitely tell that Sophie is trying to get back into that nostalgic period, probably of her life. Um, Pop rock influences on here. There are influences of artists who are more modern contemporaries of hers, like Phoebe Bridgers. There are a couple songs in here vocally that very much make me think of Phoebe Bridger's um, other genres in here, and I think this is probably a good a good way to kind of segue into what I think my general my one big general point of this album before going into the track listing rambles. My one big general thought on this album is that the core strength of this album is also tied to the core weakness of it, which is that I think that this album is impressively diverse. Um, There are 10 tracks on here, and I don't think I can say that Any one track is very easily comparable to another. There are tracks on here that obviously there's only so many. I mean, if you make 10 tracks, there are so many. eh, There are only so many things that you can do on a 10-track album that are unique where, you know, you're not playing a, a similar sounding guitar part or a similar sounding drum part. But this album has an impressive amount of genres on it. I've already mentioned the kind of alternative music that she plays with. She plays with that kind of um, emo sound that she that she did dive into on Clean, but not as much. Um, kind of in the mold of Julian Baker music. Um, I already mentioned Phoebe Bridgers, but there's also periods on this album of kind of weirdly enough, kind of like emo rock, um, like opera rock. I guess is the best way to describe it. Album or sorry. Artists like My Chemical Romance. Um, there's definitely hints of shoegaze music on this album, weirdly enough. Um, periods of guitar that are kind of... Um, maybe noise rock is the best way to, to classify it. Not full-blown noise rock, but noisier guitars. And oh my word, I have the Nuggets versus Bucks game playing on in the background. And Jamal Murray just absolutely murdered, um, who was that? Uh, a guy that played at Michigan. His name is blanking right now. Oh my gosh. Okay, anyway, that was ferocious. Pretty sure I got a technical fork too. Um, where am I? I feel like I got to leave this in on the podcast. Um... Oh, the diversity of this album. So that is the key strength of this album, is that she displays a very impressive array of sounds, both instrumentally and vocally, that she can pull off in this album. Um, But unfortunately, I think that this diversity also lends itself to what I perceive to be the weakness of this album, is the cohesion of it. This album has a very strange, not flow, it doesn't, it doesn't flow poorly per se, but there doesn't seem to be a particular cohesive sound that she went for on this album, but instead went for this more diverse, um, it's an album that seems like a collection of songs rather than a collection of, um, a singular idea that she was going for. And that's certainly, if I haven't already said it before, that's certainly what I think is the, um, the beauty of Clean, is that it's, from the very first note to the last note, it is 35 minutes of a very, very identifiable sound that I can describe to somebody. And unfortunately, with Color Theory, I can't really describe all of the different sounds that she does on this album. Um, it's a, it's, like I said, it's incredibly diverse and that is, you know, worth something. Um, but I don't know. It just has a strange cohesion to it. I'm, I'm struggling to, um, say what I'm trying to say. So I'm just going to move on. Um, technically the guitar work on here, I think is... Uh, as good as Clean, I would say. Um, it feels a little less passionate. It feels a, less, a little less raw and more like she spent more time trying to put in different intricacies, different like layers of guitars over top of each other. Um, and it's definitely a more um, band effort on this thing where I feel like Clean was an album that was an album that she probably had in her head the whole time, what she was trying to make. This seems like an album of a lot of different people coming together to mix in their ideas. And that is for better and for worse, because obviously I've already made the point of the diversity of the album. And I feel like, you know, certainly she can't just make every album her own singular sound if she's trying to um, have different musicians record on it. Um, vocally, I feel like this album is more calculated. Um, there's less emphasis on that kind of dramatic. Oh my gosh, I just saw a replay of the Jamal Murray dog. Holy crap. I got to turn this off. <laughs> um, I feel like the vocals are less emphasis on kind of emotion. um, she has a certain dramatic tone that I feel like comes across really well and clean. And she certainly does have periods of that drama kind of I don't know if pitiful is the right word, but just like a a um what's the word I'm looking for? Vulnerable. She has like a vulnerable tone to the way she sings on some of the on some of her work before this album. And whereas this album feels much more technical like she's trying to be technically correct or she's trying to put together more prettier vocal melodies and harmonies. Um, and I think it works pretty well, but I think I preferred the vocal deliveries where it's less worried about, um, the notes itself and more interested in trying to make vocals that blend in well with her music that it did on clean. Um, and I guess this is maybe a good time to just kind of get into my thoughts on the track listing as a whole. I have, I'm have, i kind of struggling to find a format to, to do this other than to just kind of go one song at a time in the order of the album just because that's just the best way that I listen to it. So right off the bat, it starts with Bloodstream. Um, you can tell right from the beginning that this album is going to go in a different direction than Clean. More emphasis on that kind of alternative rock-style guitar. The song has a pop-rock flow to it. Um, Definitely heavy vibes of Avril Lavigne in this thing right off the beginning. It's got kind of this full-sounding acoustic guitar that clashes with the noisy electric guitar. It's got this kind of like choppy, um, just, I guess choppy is the right way to describe it, noisy electric guitar to it. The vocals are definitely more produced than her previous work. Maybe a little too produced on this song, particularly. I prefer the more raw-sounding vocals of Queen. There's certainly a certain point, certainly a certain. I don't even know why I said certain just twice just now. But there is a point where you can do too much production on vocals, and I feel like this song is an example of that. I enjoy the song as a whole, and I think it's a pretty good intro. But it leads into what I think is one of the standout tracks on this thing, which is Circle of Dream. Drain. Um, has an incredible cadence to it. Um, an awesome guitar riff, and the drums on this are great. The percussion, the rhythm to it. Um, I love just the pace that this goes at. This kind of um, pop rock feel to it. That moves into the chorus, and the chorus kind of goes in a direction. Or she she writes the chorus in a way that it seems like it's pretty predictable, and then it turns into this full on arrangement of sounds that kind of wraps around. She's saying that round and around, round and around um, vocals, and. A beautiful melody on the chorus. I love the cadence to the guitar riff. It's got this underwater sounding guitar that is going on in the background that goes in and out that I really like a lot. Um, it's a perfect blend of kind of like sappy, dramatic vocals that she did so well on Clean while still having a really nice groove to it. Awesome melody. I think I've already mentioned the melody, but. This song is just so 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 easy to listen to, and very replayable. Um, this moves into "Royal Screw Up," which, unfortunately, I think is one of the screw ups of this album. Um, this is a good example of an of one of the songs that I feel like lacks cohesion. It lacks a flow to it because this song starts with the first minute and forty five seconds is this kind of deep, um, brooding acoustic guitar sounds that just feel pretty out of place. It doesn't really feel like this particular section meshes with anything else on the album. Um, It transitions into a more um, indie-fied, sound, but it doesn't really have a natural transition into that sound. Um, there's no real discernible instrumental feel to this thing. Vocally, it doesn't really stick with me. Um, kind of has like neutral Milk Hotel vibes to it, the way the vo- the vocals are delivered, especially behind that um, kind of really, really basic acoustic guitar. A song that I don't really think adds anything to the track listing, and I don't particularly think that this style is very, or that she's very good at, unfortunately, Um, which leads into Night Swimming, the fourth track, which is definitely one of the grander tracks on here. It's a really, really pretty song. um, Incorporates kind of some violin, different strings in the background, um, heavy emphasis on this kind of drone sound, finger-picking acoustic guitars that have a really full sound. It's just a really, really pretty vocal delivery on this thing. Um, and I've, like I already mentioned, the drone sounds on it before, but I, I really enjoy the way that she puts the droning um, kind of ambience in here and then she takes it out. A little halfway through the song, she kind of removes that that um ambience to it and so you can only hear her and the guitar and it does really emphasize her i don't know her vulnerability on this song i guess um it's a really nice song maybe a little too long but it's i think it's one of the songs in this album that showcases the different kind of sounds that she can go for um And this leads into 5th track, Crawling In My Skin. Pretty straightforward song. Another one that leans into that kind of alternative rock realm, especially the bass line on this thing. Um, I do particularly enjoy the chorus of the song, not for the vocals, but for the guitars, which kind of have this minor math rock sound to it. Not full-blown math rock, but just kind of that wiry, unpredictable, moving up and down the fretboard, singular notes um, of electric guitars. It's got a really cool uh, guitar to it, um, but not really anything in this song that is particularly um, new to anything that she's done before. This moves into the sixth track, Yellow in the Color of Her Eyes, which I believe was one of the singles... Um, which I avoided because this is the way. Um, This is the longest song in the track listing, and you can definitely feel it. This is a slow burn. I think it rounds out at about 7 minutes, 7.15, and it definitely feels like 7 minutes, in both good and bad, because I think that the song is probably a little too long, but it kind of needed to be this long because she does really well to... Do this repetitive um, verse and then hook structure to it, where each verse she um, incorporates kind of a new, a new instrument, a new sound into it. Um, there's a shoegaze influence to this thing that I really like, um, and by the time it gets around to the third verse, it's got this kind of stop and start guitar that I, that I really like. Um, but like I said, does it go too long? Yeah, probably. It eventually gets to about the five and a half minute mark, I want to say, where it kind of bursts into this opera rock sounding guitar. Definitely akin to My Chemical Romance. I feel like you could take the outro of this song about the last minute, minute and a half, just throw these guitars and organs straight onto um their album Welcome to the Black Parade and it would fit right in seems like a really really obvious throwback to that particular band um, a, a song that I think is fine but maybe a little too long in its um, in its place in the track listing but it moves into another standout track for me I think one of the three standout tracks which is Up the Walls I love the rhythm of the gu- acoustic guitar on this thing Um, it kind of alternates between playing these deeper strings and then it'll move into the full, um, rattling chords, not rattling. What's the word I'm looking for? Full vibrating, I guess. Um, full chords that really carry out that full deep sound. Um, I love the timing of how the drums come in on this thing. It's got an awesome melody. Um, it's a pretty, pretty simple track. There's nothing on here that's particularly, like, oh my gosh, moments on it, but it's just a really, really easy track to listen to, certainly in this in the mold of Circle the Drain. It's pretty short. I want to say it's maybe the shortest track without looking at all the track listing songs, or the track lists, which I have it on Wikipedia. And yes, this is the shortest track, two minutes and 44 seconds. Um, it leaves me wanting more, which I would prefer... I'd prefer this model than I do of Yellow Yellow is the Color of Her Eyes, which is like seven minutes. And by the end of it, I'm thinking, man, we really really stretched out the seven minutes. Um, But this leads into the eighth track, Lucy, which is a song that I think pretty much does what Yellow is the Color of Her Eyes was trying to do um, in a shorter time. It's got this cool, noisy-sounding guitars to it, definitely more passionate vocally on this album or on this song I don't love the chorus but I like the verses a lot on these on the song the vocals to it definitely a full band effort on this thing especially in the outro which has all drums guitar bass I think there's multiple guitar layers going on in this thing a really loud sound that um, on the outro to this song and a song that I enjoy and feel like this is where I would point to if if she's trying to do similar songs in this mold in the future, I feel like this is the kind of song that she should be modeling off of and not yellow is the color of her eyes. Um, moves into the ninth track stain, which is definitely the weirdest track. Um, <laughs> the first time this came on, I kind of thought, are we, are we like trying to do an Eminem lose yourself cover with this acoustic guitar? Like it just sounds weird pretty out of place in the same way that Royal Screw-Up sounds out of place. Um, It's got this brooding acoustic guitar, but in in Royal Screw-Up, it kind of transitions into a different sound, whereas this song never really transitions into anything new. The vocals are kind of produced weird. They're coming in in the right and left ear at the same time, I guess. I don't really like the way it's produced. The general mood of the song is fine um but it seems like this song it, it was kind of meant to be like an interlude but it's 3 minutes so you can't be an interlude if you're trying to be a full length song i guess i don't know it's just a weird a weird song not one that i particularly think is a good indicator of what this album can be but it does get into gray light which i think is a really good closer um Heavy Phoebe Bridgers vibes on this one. Especially, I feel like she just directly stole, I shouldn't say stole, but she directly borrowed a move that Phoebe uses a lot, which are these twangy, rattling guitars that sound kind of ghostly. Um, And I really like the dramatic vocals on this song. I feel like this is a song that was less focused on trying to write a catchy or pretty vocals and more just kind of singing how she's feeling. Um, it's, it's a song that kind of feels like a person escaping almost, or a person that's kind of moving off into the, dis, into the distance. It has like a weird electronical instrumental going on in the background that I, add, I think adds a lot to the song um, and kind of just ends, you know, in this kind of period of not chaos, but just period of confusion and ends the album, and I think it's a really good closure. And so, just in general, I feel like, just to repeat, the general um, th- thoughts I have on this thing, I think it's a really diverse album. And weirdly enough, although I like Clean more than this album, a lot more actually, I think I would much rather listen to Clean than this album. I think I leave this album more confident in her abilities as an, as a musician than I did with clean because clean. When I had heard clean, I thought this isn't a really incredible album, but I almost wonder if this is just kind of lightning in a bottle. She's at a particular point in her life where she can make this music that really reflects what she's feeling. And I don't really know if, She's going to have a lasting career because of the way that this, song, this album sounds. But with Color Theory, she definitely proves that she can do a lot of different types of songs. Sometimes not to great effect, but more often than not, um, she proves that she can, do, she can do kind of that alternative sound. She can do this shoegaze sound, which I never really thought she could pull off. She can do these noisy guitars, she can do the sappy vocals, she can do the pretty vocals, she can do the acoustic acoustic kind of driven songs. So she shows a really impressive range on this thing. But I also want to reiterate that it does kind of, all of these diverse sounds come at the expense of not having a general cohesion to this thing. And I feel like this was intentional by her. And I personally value in my album listening experiences a cohesion rather than a collection of songs, which is what I think that she kind of went for on here. So to summarize, I'm putting this in my tier three. Um, I'm comfortable putting it in here. It's it's definitely an album that I will re-listen or will revisit. In the year, as the year goes on, there are songs on here that I really, 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 really love. Um, But maybe not an album that I'll play front to back. Maybe it'll be an album that I'll just kind of play Bloodstream and then I'll play Circle the Drain and then Night Swimming. And maybe it's just kind of whatever I'm in the mood for. Um, I don't think this is a tier two, um, just based off of what I put in tier two so far, because it does kind of like that cohesion. But another good album from Soccer Mommy. And like I said, I am very much impressed with the diversity of this thing. And it makes me think that she has better things to come in the future. Um, So again, I don't know how to end these things. But it is 11.04 and it's time for bed. So thank you for listening.